When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, everyone, to day number three of the 2023 ITA Fall National Championships. Alex Gruskin here to steer the ship on a day we, of course, affectionately refer to as quarterfinal Friday at these Fall National Championships. We'll start the day here at the top of the hour with all eight of our quarterfinal singles matches. We've got so many fun battles in store for all of you college tennis fans. And, of course, what we want to do over the next 20 minutes is preview all of that action for any of you fans who might have missed out on the first two days of play in this pregame show. I want to break down how we got to quarterfinal Friday, who have been the standout performers thus far of these fall national championships. Of course, for those of you less familiar with how the fall schedule works, these fall national championships, they're one of three premier individual events we have in the college tennis calendar. Of course, a month ago, our crack Rackets team was so fortunate to be able to broadcast the ITA All-American Championships. That's part number one. These fall national championships are part number two. And then, of course, we'll get to the NCAA Individual Championships come next May. But again, right now, these fall national championships, they're about jockeying for positions in the ranking with the new accelerator programs being offered by the ATP and WTA to finish the season as one of the highly ranked college players players in the country, you're just going to have more pro opportunities moving forward than ever before. Thus, again, I think we've seen a heightened importance placed on these events so far this fall. And again, certainly there are countless players remaining in the draw here today with serious opportunities to boost their stocks heading into the spring dual match season. Again, what I want to do on this pregame show before our action starts at the top of the hour is break down how we got to this point of the draw. How did each of our quarterfinalists get here? What are the matchups we're most looking forward to here on day number three? That's our agenda for this pregame show. Appreciate all of you again who have tuned in. Appreciate the support we get from our friends at the ITA, Joe Gentry, Zach Pullman, Josh C. Uh, I apologize if I butchered his last name, but those three in particular have to deal with me and Westoff's nonsense maybe more than anyone else. So again, a massive thank you to those three. Tim Russell, the entire ITA team for allowing our Crack Racket squad to shine a spotlight on, again, some of the best college tennis action we will see all season long. With that said, you don't want to see my face anymore. You want to see our draws heading into quarterfinal Friday. So let's start with our women's quarterfinals. And again, a massive thank you to our friends at the ITA for providing us the graphics you see on your screen. I suppose some of you may be listening to this in podcast form. If you are listening to this as a podcast, come check out our broadcast. You are sincerely missing out on some spectacular action. 
heading into the quarterfinals. And I apologize. Daniel Westoff also deserves some serious credit for the graphics you see on your screen. Of course, the biggest... <laughs> Westoff, I love you. I think you misspelled Riley. But anyways, we'll keep rocking and rolling as we look at these graphics. One of the standout performers I do want to discuss is Emma Charney of USC. The sophomore has been one of the breakout stars. Let me say that again. One of the breakout stars of this 2023 fall. And look, Charney was exceptional last season. She played in the middle of the lineup for USC, had as much success as anyone in what was really an injury-riddled season for the Trojans. But to see Charney step up the way she has this fall, she wins her regional. She gets opening round victories over in more experienced Petra Sidlakova of Alabama in round number one. Now she knocks off Riley Tran, a come-from-behind three-set victory. Very physical match here in the round of 16. Charney's one of our breakout stars, no doubt about that, of this fall. And certainly looking at a USC roster where there's some uncertainty. Again, a lot of familiar faces, but it feels like we just haven't seen that program fully healthy in about three years. And maybe this is a sign of things to come. Maybe, just maybe, this is the year where everything clicks properly for head coach Allison Swain and these USC Trojans. That certainly feels potentially in the cards. And again, the success of Charney, a testament to what might just be brewing in Los Angeles this season. Charney, one of our standout performers thus far. We'll go back to the draw now. As you see, she is going to take on Vanderbilt Celia Belmore, CB, as we were affectionately told. We can refer to her when we interviewed her yesterday. Has been exceptional. Gotten wins, main draw wins at the ITA. All-Americans and Fall Nats here this year. She, of course, is into the quarterfinals via a victory over All-American consolation winner Anastasia Komar. Look, the weapons for CB are just real, and she talked about yesterday. They're bringing in one of the premier freshmen. Shout out to Westoff. He fixed the Riley Tran real quick for us on that graphic. Um, Vanderbilt brings in a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent, and again, they're a team where things have just been funky the past couple of seasons. Is this the year where everything fits together perfectly? By the way, that's a fascinating contrast of styles, the grinding nature of Emma Charney versus, again, the in-your-face weaponry, and I say that with the highest of compliments of C.B. Moore. I'm locked in on that one. You should be too. Again, that match starting 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific. We'll have it at the top of our broadcast. We, of course, will also have a battle of the Carolinas, two of them, as a matter of fact, in the women's singles draw. How about Ayana Ackley? She continues to cement the fact that she's one of the 10 best players in college tennis we have right now, was a top 10 player for the duration of last season, playing in the top spot for the Gamecocks. She was a semifinalist at the All-Americans a month ago, now a quarter finalist again here at Fall Nats. Most impressively, how about yesterday, was down 5-4, was down 6-5 in the opening set. Like Arapalu of Texas served for it twice. She was also down 5-3 in the second set. Ackley threw in straight, sets up a date with Annika Yarlagada. The power of Yarlagada yesterday, just a little too much for Michigan's Kari Miller. Felt like Yarlagada was always on her front foot. And look, talk about two players who like to be on their front foot. I'm, it, the match won't be not physical. It's not like they can't move, but we're talking one to five shot rallies. We're talking first strike, see ball, hit ball big. Again, I in the best sort of way. I'm really excited for that contrast of power. Yarlagata, her 
eagerness to hold that baseline versus, again, the action on that Ackley ball. Will she be able to do so? It's a fascinating matchup. It's one of two North versus South Carolina matchups we have in the women's singles draw as the other one comes in our bottom half of the draw, which is where we will turn to now. How about Sarah Hamner? Six love, six two over Savannah Brodus of Pepperdine. Brodus, of course, a player I have long circled as a player with as much upside moving forward as maybe anyone we have in the collegiate game right now. And yet Sarah Hamner, again, she's just reminded all of us why she was so good her freshman season. Hamner, ITA All-American champion back in 2021, had a lot of injuries to deal with at the start of last year. But again, semifinalist at the ITA All-Americans a month ago, and now the five through eight seed, one and two, one and two over Savannah Brodus. You know how hard it is to beat anyone at this stage, one and two, and yet the power of Hamner, excuse me, 0-2 oh or 1-2, either way, it was a beat down, uh, a credit to Hamner, who she's just striking the ball so brilliantly. She's just beating you to the spot. Again, springy is the word that comes to mind. There's just, everything's got a little extra pop off the racket of Hamner, and she's going to need all of that, as obviously the power of Reese Brantmeyer goes without saying. Takes you two seconds of watching Brantmeyer's kick-serve wide, first forehand combination, her willingness and ability to move forward. Uh, again, Brantmeyer, a 4-5 and five winner over Julia Fligner in what was a really fun match yesterday. I always say it's a pro game style. Like Reese Brantmeyer's game will go directly from college onto the pro circuit and experience success right away. By the way, we've already seen her do that as she won her first pro singles title this past summer as part of the USTA SoCal Pro Series. But Again, it's our only seed versus seed matchup of the round. Hamner versus Brantmeyer, both holding seeds. You feel like anything less than three sets, we're not getting our money's worth. That's quarterfinal number three. And last but certainly not least in the women's singles draw. Again, you want to talk breakout stars of this fall in 2023. How about Cal's Hannah Viller Moeller, the junior winning the ITA regional and now quarterfinalists at these ITA fall nats. Viller Moeller, excuse me, I said junior, the senior out of Copenhagen. I'm not saying she hasn't had significant success in various parts of the singles lineup in her career, but typically that success has been at four at five, at six, understandably, given, you know, again, the combination of Giovara, El Sola, players who have been above her in that Cal lineup, justifiably so, given the success they have had. And yet, again, the physicality of Hannah Villermoller. She is going to ask every question of you. One winner is not going to do it. You need to hit three, four shots that against any other opponent would be winners. Probably have to hit four of those per rally against Villermoller. She is just going to test you. And again, I think Obi Kajuru is ready for that test. Kajuru from 5-4 down breaks, takes a 7-6 opening set, 6-2. She advances. She's just been as good as anyone. Over the last nine months, 10 months, so I guess we're in November now, so last 11 months in the college tennis universe, one of the breakout stars and reasons Iowa State was who they were last year. But again, now Obi over to Oklahoma State has fit in like a hand in a glove. Again, that one's going to be physical. Very fun set of women singles quarterfinals for all of us to enjoy. And again, all of those matches coming up at the top of the hour where they will be joined by our men's singles quarterfinals. And that, of course, is where I want to turn to next. A lot of 
Do I say chaos? Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word because it hasn't been chaotic, but certainly we've seen upsets throughout the course of this men's singles event. And it is worth noting, there are a bunch of players off right now playing challengers here in the United States. We have an event in Charlottesville this week. I know that keeps the Virginia men in town. I know guys like Cannon Kingsley, others, again, pursuing pro events throughout the course of this fall. And yet... You always felt like there was going to be a little bit of a changing of the guard here. There were some new faces just ready to pop. And one of those faces certainly is a man we all know as Captain Jack. Jack Pennington Jones, JPJ, all the nicknames working for the TCU sophomore who, of course, came into college as a top 500 player in the world. But you know, last season... I would say he'd be the first to admit, and he said as much when we interviewed him yesterday, he didn't have the level of success he was expecting. It felt like there was always something looming over him, lingering over his year that just, again, prevented him from becoming fully comfortable. Well, I hate to tell you, folks, JPJ's finding his stride. Yesterday, three-set win over the always tricky Ohio State sophomore Alex Bernard. It was the pace JPJ paid with combined with that physicality he brings. Again, just no discernible weakness in the TCU sophomore's game and Look, we've seen the pro success he's had. Eventually, that was going to translate here to the college round. First national quarterfinal for the TCU sophomore. Uh, of course, in that quarterfinal, he'll take on one of our more surprising, I would say, quarterfinalists in Pablo Maswan. And West off, just so you know, Pablo Maswan, UCSB gotcho, not a Cal Berkeley bear. So we'll get that graphic, of course, fixed for all of you in a moment. But Maswan's match got spicy yesterday. Some close calls both ways down the stretch of that 12-10 first set breaker that ultimately went to Ohio, uh, Ohio, Oklahoma State senior, excuse me, Tyler Zink. But again, Maswan's got the goods. The physicality seems to fit so well on these Barnes Tennis Center courts. The conditions, again, ball sitting right in his strike zone. The gotcho's been excellent. And again, first national quarterfinal for a guy who came in outside the top 50 of the ITA preseason rankings. Massive opportunity for Maswan, who again, you see 6-7, 6-love, 6-3 victory over Tyler Zink. I imagine a lot of college tennis fans haven't seen Maswan play uh, you should absolutely take the opportunity to do so today. That's quarterfinal number one in the top half. Of course, quarterfinal number two features Buckeye Jack Anthrop. As Jack Anthrop yesterday, three and five win over Michigan's Gavin Young. Believe it was a clean sheet on serve uh, for Anthrop. And, you know, again, a, a late break of Young in set number two uh, where he connected on a couple of forehands. Again, has played some outstanding tennis, had a massive summer of pro circuit success as well. And look, again, for the redshirt sophomore, it, the question is where? Where does he fit in the Ohio State lineup, a team that is so loaded? Kingsley, Boulay, Tracy, who's a quarterfinalist, obviously Bernard, all these different guys back for the Buckeyes this season. Uh, Anthrop's trying to say, hey, don't forget about me. I belong on any list you're making of rising talents in the game. And again, on the right day, you see the redshirt sophomore's forehand. You go, hey, is that J.J. Wolf on the other side of the court? He has those sorts of weapons. We'll work on the mustache moving forward. Maybe that's a fashion choice that, I, I mean, look, I don't hate it. If you're winning, do what you got to do. And for Jack Anthrop, again, he's winning right now through to the quarterfinals where a date with USF's Elvin Tudorica. I believe, awaits him Tudorica. 
from a break 4-3 down in that third set. One of the upsets of the day knocks out 5-8 through eight seed of USC. Peter Mock 6-4 in the third. The lefty... He grinds, and he's going to move you around the court. Bradley Klon calls it spreading the court, finding those outer thirds, getting you stretched so well. By the way, shout-out to Westoff. Pablo Maswan's UCSB logo now properly located on the draw. Tudorik is a beast. Uh, you know, again, he's just going to ask every question of Anthrop. I'd say power advantage to Anthrop, though. I do think his forehand biggest weapon on the court. And by the way, it was fascinating talking to Anthrop yesterday, just hearing how analytical the Buckeye redshirt sophomore is. But again, that's a fun matchup. USF, Ohio State, uh, that's quarterfinal number two in our top half of the draw. Let's move now to the bottom half of the draw. Again, spicy, spicy stuff as we look at the men's singles action we have on the day. How about Pedro Vivez of TCU? What Vivez has done this fall, nothing short of remarkable. And look, Vivez was a guy as a junior, uh, excuse me, as a guy coming into college who Another guy, top 600 in the world in the ATP rankings. His freshman season, so much success right away, helping to clinch that first national indoor title for TCU in Seattle. But again, he would be the first to admit he did not have the 2023 dual match season he was looking for in and out of the lineup for the Horned Frogs. He's trying to ensure that never happens again. And his level so far this week, straight set win over Arizona's seed Colton Smith in round number one. Now four in love over former junior Wimbledon champion and Stanford sophomore Samir Banerjee in the round of 16. He is just striking the ball so brilliantly. And again, his speed in these conditions, fits like a hand in a glove. But look, he's going to have all of that tested as he faces the power of Micah Braswell and to see the Texas senior healthy for the first fall and maybe since his freshman season. It's just, it's a delight because we know the level Braswell is capable of playing and that's been on display all season long. I believe he reached round of 16 at the ITA All-American, now the number three overall seed at this event through to the quarterfinals. Yesterday was a straight set win over Utah State's Bowden Zarkovich. Uh, again, Braswell, Vivez, have they ever gone head-to-head in Texas TCU battles? I don't believe so, but... Obviously, for these coaching staffs, they have the Vivez scouting notes. They have the Braswell scouting notes. That one, always fun to watch these two Texas schools do battle. Then last, but certainly not least, and probably where I should have started, how about Radu Popaway? Popaway had one of the best pro summers of anyone in the men's college tennis ranks. He wins three different titles on the ITF pro circuit, and that success has translated early here in the college fall as Popaway six. 463 yesterday, knocking out Michigan State sophomore and seed Ozon Barris. He went up in early break and, you know, just felt like he never let his foot off the gas. The late break of uh, of Barris as well in set number two ultimately holds, puts things away. Again, the big thing when I watch Popaway play, I just, I don't see a definitive weakness. Like, okay, a second serve might hang short. Everyone's second serve might hang short. He just, he moves really well in and out of those corners. There's a degree of physicality he brings that when you watch, you're like, oh, that's why he won 
three pro circuit titles this season. His level's just where it needs to be. And it was actually fascinating to listen to Papua yesterday, who referred to this tournament as something between a challenger and the highest levels of the ITF pro circuit. And I do think that's pretty indicative of what the level looks like right now when we see the best of the best in college tennis right away competing for challenger uh, level events. And obviously the big stats for all of you before we begin right now, there are 16 ATP top 100 singles players with college tennis ties. There are seven WTA top 100 players. Yes, I'm including Amina Bektis because when the new rankings come out, she will be top 100. Seven WTA players with college tennis ties in the top 100 singles rank- rankings. There are also 38 ATP top 100 doubles players and 16 WTA top 100 w- doubles players with college tennis ties. That is where I want to end our pregame show. Let's quickly look at our doubles quarterfinals. By the way, Radu Popaway, I apologize for not mentioning who he's facing. He's facing JJ Tracy, who, by the way, Tracy, one of, I believe, two players still alive in both singles and doubles in the men's draw. It's him and Vivez. Tracy yesterday, the straight set win. Look, J.J. Tracy going to J.J. Tracy. Like, the guy just cranks out fall wins each and every season. If you're not ready to play, he's going to ask every question of you. And, again, you give a Buckeye an inch, you open the window, even a creek, they are going to sprint through it. And that's exactly what J.J. Tracy did yesterday. So Tracy versus Popaway, your final men's quarterfinal. All of that said, again, let's quickly show the doubles draw. Then we're going to wrap, get our cameras set so we can start showing you action beginning at the top of the hour. Here's... Your women's doubles draw, and perhaps most notably, you still got five of the eight seeds remaining across the board. Top two seeds, Scotty Brantmeyer, Chen Brodus, all still alive. I believe Chen and Brodus were your champions of this event last season, so they're looking to win back. Actually, I'm pretty sure they beat Crawley and uh, and Tan Gillig in the final last year, and indeed, my memory is still good, but let the record show Elizabeth Scotty won this event in 2021 with Fiona Crawley. So, again, we've got a couple of former champions in the draw. By the way, those of you wondering, when was the last time a team won this event back-to-back? I'm glad you asked. 2003-2004, Christelle Greer, Jessica Rush winning the title back-to-back for the Northwestern Wildcats. That's a lie. It's actually happened more recently than that, as Caitlin Christian, Sabrina Santamaria winning back-to-back titles for USC 2011-2012, so just over a decade ago. But again, that's still in play for what it's worth, and uh, a lot of good doubles action on the horizon. That action starting 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific. We'll have it all for you later. Of course, you look at the men's draw. It's worth noting, an Ohio State Buckeye team has competed in the last three finals. We, of course, have the defending champion, J.J. Tracy. New partner this year, it's 2022 ITA Fall. That's champion Robert Cash, who is his partner now. Cash Tracy escaping through a tight one last night. They'll have a fascinating battle with TCU's Vivez and Gorsny coming up at it looks like 5.30 p.m. Eastern time today. And so, again, maybe you're going out here on a Friday night. I get it. It's the weekend. We all want to have fun. But make sure you catch that doubles action before you head anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be an outstanding day of play. You see two TCU teams still alive. Barris Sheldon, a top 10 preseason team still alive as well. So plenty of fantastic action on the horizon. We'll come back to me now as, again, we run you through our agenda for the day. We're going to show you everything, all of the main draw action on hand 
at the Barnes Tennis Center in San Diego. Of course, that action's going to begin in the next five minutes. So we're going to step away for a moment, get all of our cameras set, get our scoreboards ready to rock and roll. But folks, don't go anywhere as we have a fantastic day of tennis on the horizon for everyone who contributes to our broadcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You're watching our Crack Rackets coverage of the 2023 ITA Fall National Championships. 